Okay. So we are doing the Torah portion of Shemini, which we will do this week and next week, as it's the holiday. And we are in Chapter 10. We are holding in verse 16. So we are discussing here the details of the eighth day, which is the day of the inauguration, as we said, Rosh Chodesh Nisan, the final eighth day of the inauguration. And two, previously to understand the story, two of the sons of Aaron had died during this process on the eighth day due to the enormity of their holiness. They sacrificed themselves and their souls went up in flames to God as part of literally the process of the inauguration, obviously a tremendous sacrifice on their part and tremendous pain and tragedy. So here we have Aaron and his sons that are all now technically mourners because their sons, brothers passed away this day. And at the same time, Moses told them that they're supposed to do all the services for this special day of the inauguration because generally speaking, if one is what's technically called an oinin, an oinin means a mourner who's, who's dead is still before him, not even yet buried. So in that case, the priest cannot consume do most of the rites of the priesthood most of the offering of the sacrifices, and definitely cannot eat from the offerings. But Moses told them, you know, because he was told by God, obviously, that because we're doing these special inaugural procedures, the normative rules for the normative offerings do not apply here, and they should proceed and do everything in all of its laws and rituals, as if, so to speak, disregarding this oinane mourner status. So, now we come to understand the story of today. Short concept. So the he-goat of the sin offering, Moses questioned and questioned because it was burnt. And he got angry at Elazar and Isamar, the sons of Aaron that are remaining saying, meaning, okay, as Rashi is going to explain to us, there were three he-goats offered that day. One was the he-goat for the inauguration. One was the he-goat for the first offering of the princes, that the princes, the heads of each tribe, for each day, for 12 days, starting with this day, the first of Nisan, offered a special series of many, many, many offerings to inaugurate the temple with all their beautiful gifts. So that was another he-goat, that of the first prince that offered, Nachshon ben Amidadab of the tribe of Judah. And there was another he-goat, which was offered for it being Rosh Chodesh, because every Rosh Chodesh we offer this he-goat offering. So one of the three was not, so to speak, properly offered. It was burnt. Now, which one was it? The Rashi says it was the Rosh Chodesh he-goat, not the one for the inauguration and not the one with the prince Nachshon. So our sages question why. So they give two opinions. One, some impurity came in contact with it, so it was disqualified and had to be burnt. Or two, 
because it was not something special and unique for that day. Meaning Moses, and this is the logic Rashi is going to follow. Meaning Moses had said, even though you're an oinim, even though you're in this mourner status, but the special inaugural procedures that we're going through, they come first. They take precedence over the normal laws of what you would not be allowed to do because you're mourners. So therefore, two of those three he goes, the one for the inauguration and the one of the prince, Nachshon, Ben well, these are part of the special ceremonies of today, so they get offered. But the third he goes, that's we offer it every month. So that's a regular offering. Of course, this is the first month we're ever going to offer it, but it's still something that happens regularly every month forever. And therefore, the special exemption that, oh, no, now we don't follow the normative rules because of the inauguration has nothing to do with that. And therefore, Aaron said, well, got to burn it. I can't offer it. I'm a mourner. I'm not allowed to offer it. It's not unique for the inauguration. It's a constant regular offering. That exemption of the inauguration doesn't apply. So the verse says that Moses sought and sought, meaning he questioned two things. So questioning one, why was this one burnt? And two, why were the others eaten? Meaning if for some reason this one had to be burnt, shouldn't they all be burnt? Now, it says that he got angry on Elazar and Isamar. So Rashi explains, obviously, the one in charge here is Aaron. He's the high priest. He, he was the father of these sons. But because of respect for Aaron, he didn't express his, his anger, so to speak, his, why are you doing this incorrectly to Aaron, but rather to the sons. It says sing. Whenever it says sing, it always means to give it over to someone or there should be some type of response. So here, the saying, the response is, he's saying, respond to what I'm saying. I'm not just, I don't want you just to respectfully be quiet. I, I want to hear. Why was this burnt? In other words, we have to do everything exactly as God wants. This is to bring God's presence to the Jewish people. We can't mess up. So tell me what's going on. So next verse, Moses continues. Why didn't you eat this sacrificial offering of the sin offering, the one for Rosh Chodesh, in the holy place? Because it's the holy of holies. And you were given it to bear the sin of the congregation to atone for them before God. So Rashi says, what do you mean, why didn't you eat it in the holy place? I mean, they didn't eat it at all. They burnt it. But Moses said it this way, giving them like an excuse. Like maybe this is what happened. Maybe it left the holy area. And therefore, you could no longer eat it. It had to burn it. But... um, Because it's the holy of holies, which would mean if it would leave the holy area it would become impure, defiled, and one would not be able to eat it. But they said, no, that's not what happened. They said, well, wait a minute. So if it stayed in the holy place where you are allowed to eat it, why didn't you eat it? And this was given for you to bear the sin of the congregation because, as Rashi explains, when the priests eat, the people that offer the sacrifice are atoned for, meaning the eating of the priest is part of the ritual of atonement. So if you don't complete the job and if you burn the animal instead of eating it, the owners, which in this case means the Jewish people, don't get the atonement that is the purpose of this whole process. Because this is to carry the sin of the congregation. So Rashi says from this we know, again, we understood before logically that this was the he-goat for the Rosh Chodesh offering because we understood Aaron's logic. 
the other two, the one for the inauguration and the one for the prince, were obviously special and exclusive to these days, and therefore the special exemption applied to them. The Rosh Chodesh one was not special and unusual. It happens every Rosh Chodesh, and therefore the exemption that Moses told Aaron didn't apply. So that was a logical understanding of the verses. Now we actually see this proven in the language because the verse said that this was given to carry the sin of the congregation. And the only one that was for the sin of the congregation was the Rosh Chodesh offering. The other two had nothing to do with atonement and the sin of the congregation. Here we see from the verse deducing exactly what we deduce logically. Uh, We, meaning Rashi. (laughs) Actually, meaning our sages that Rashi is quoting. Um, Moses continues, Behold, it wasn't brought its blood to the holy inside. And you should have eaten it in the holy area as it commanded. So Rashi explains because that if its blood was not brought, because if its blood was brought, then you would have had to burn it. And then you would have eaten it, and you would have eaten it even though you're mourners, just as I told you by the other offering, because I told you explicitly about another offering of this whole inauguration procedure, that even though you're mourners, and normally you're not allowed to eat it, but in this situation, eat it. So now, the verse says, and Aaron responds to Moses. Again, officially Moses is talking to the two sons. But Aaron responds to Moses, behold, today, they had offered this sin offering and these offerings before God, and it happened to me like this. And if I'd eaten this sin offering today, would it have been good in the eyes of God? So Aaron responded. First of all, the word for responded here is a certain one of the various words we can use for speech, which is dibor. And dibor means strongly. So Aaron, even though, of course, he was totally nullified to Moses, but here he understood what he was doing was the right thing, and therefore he had the strength and the ability to very strongly respond. Now, why did Aaron respond if Moses is talking to the sons? So the sons basically were in a quandary. Our father's sitting here quiet and we're responding. That's not appropriate to talk before him. Moses is our teacher. It's not responsible and appropriate to talk before him. So we can't respond. Again, not meaning they don't have the ability to respond because we see in another situation later, Eleazar responds to all the army with strength, with boldness. When he wants, he could speak in front of everyone. But in this situation, they felt it's inappropriate to respond. So Aaron said, let me explain according to Rashi, the words Aaron said, Aaron said, Moses is saying, maybe the problem is, Moses is saying, what, what could have been the problem? I mean, I understand you're righteous, I understand you're careful, so there must be a problem here. So Moses says, maybe the problem is, you sprinkled the blood when you're in this mourning status, because obviously if you did so, that would defile the sacrifice. So Aaron said, no, 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 it's nothing to do with that, because they didn't offer it these common priests, so to speak, his sons, I offered it. I'm the high priest, and I'm allowed to do this in my mourning status. But when it happened to me something like this, meaning I am now a mourner, of course, here's this very tragic situation of my sons, but truly for any situation that would make me a mourner, it would be the same situation. If I would eat it today, because for the high priest in this situation, the only time the mourning laws are limiting him is literally that day, the day it happened, which of course is today. Um, 
this wouldn't be good in God's eyes. Meaning you were told by God for the special, unique, inaugural offerings, I should do it anyway. But that doesn't mean for the Rosh Chodesh offering. And what do we see Moses' response? And Moses heard, and it was good in his eyes. Meaning we see the complete turnaround, the complete nullification, as Rashi says. He had no embarrassment. There was no ego involved here. There was no, I'm right, I've got to be right, I've got to show I'm right. He right away said, oh, you're right, Aaron. I accept completely what you're saying. 